songes on on the viewpoint. SAMP.
Yeah, Johnny Clegg is no more. Johnny Clegg is no more, and yet we appreciate him. And for that matter, he has multiplied. Mama Winnie multiplied. Johnny Clegg is now multiplying. And we thank you, Mr. Tim Legg of Ole Connect, for joining us, their co founder and CEO. Good evening, Tim. Good evening, How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, too. Indulge us. How did you feel as you were listening to that song by Johnny Clegg? Um, I saw him live in Joburg about 10 years ago, and I just found him totally inspirational uh, as an icon of South African history. So, and he just gives you goosebumps, and it's very sad that he's no longer with us. Absolutely. We don't have much time, so let's engage Mr. Tim Legg of Ole Connect, co-founder and CEO. Ole Connect is a mobile-first media and marketing agency helping thousands of publishers and advertisers monetize online interactions. They're one of Africa's leading provider of marketing data, technology, and content services, having spent the last nine years building the continent's largest collection and network of technology and data printers. And this line is now open to Mr. Tim Legg of Ole Connect. Sir, tell us more about this Ole Connect and what it's all about. So I think the, uh, the whole principle behind uh, Early Connect is that we live in a world where the world of digital media and marketing are converging. So if one thinks of a media company, a media company makes its money or is its core business driver is to uh, build and engage audiences and then monetize those audiences through um, either selling advertising or charging uh, consumers to um, access the content. Um, and in many ways, that's exactly what brands are now also trying to do. They need to build up engaged audiences and communities around um, their product, services, or brands. So what we're noticing is um, and observing is a total convergence of digital media and digital marketing. And we act as the bridge between those two um, do you want to just elaborate on the bridge aspect of it all? Because I, it's, it's, it's a little lost on me, and I'm, I've, I've, I've tried to oh, sorry, find that. So, so ultimately, um, media groups, um, a media business builds an audience. It grows an audience around its um, product. It engages audiences with content. Um, and its, its core business is to uh, offer access to that audience to brands. Um, so the same skills that are needed in a media business are increasingly now being used by brands to build their own communities directly. But they also need access to the media companies. Uh-huh. So, so they need the uh, audiences that the media companies have, but they can expand and augment those audiences um, because they have their own customer base, they have their own CRM system. Um, and obviously now in the world of digital, they have access to Facebook, Twitter, and Google audiences as well. So w- what we try to do is we help the media groups um, 
if you like, profile and segment their audiences more effectively. So they know more about their audiences, they understand their audiences, and that allows the media company then to offer brands uh, much better targeting, much better profiled audience and a more engaged community. And that then allows the brand to reach that audience at the site as part of the overall ecosystem of digital media. It certainly does make it somewhat more accessible in the sense that by going this route, whilst you might spend the same amount of money, you can obviously then find more people. In other words, you can grow your pool. Or alternatively, you spend less in the sense that the digital network itself allows you a far greater audience. So rand per head spend, if you like, with this advent and the work that you do as Ole Connect, it is cheaper for both the media houses as well as the advertisers and publishers and the like. Is that correct? Yes, it is. So there is an element that you can access audiences much more cheaply and more cost-effectively uh, through digital channels. But it's actually not just about quantity and um, cost-effectiveness or cheapness. It's also about quality. So as an example, um, if you have a better targeted audience, you can um, spend the same amount of money that you send, maybe you serve the same advertisement or deliver that same advertisement ten times a consumer who would be interested in your product or service. Uh-huh. Whereas, um, so that's really what data and technology allows you to do. You may not necessarily spend less money, but you would um, hope to get a much higher return on your media investment. So you, you're, it's not that in the early days of digital advertising, it was a spray and pray approach. You would buy millions or hundreds of thousands or millions of advertising impressions on websites and hope that you are reaching the right audience. <clears throat> what you can now do using data and technology is narrow down the audience that you're looking for, and you serve them adverts at multiple times. So you may actually end up serving the same number of adverts in total mm-hmm. to a much smaller audience, and that tends to influence um, consumer behavior and makes them more ready to buy your service or product. One of your key... Um, achievements, if you like, in the last nine years is being able to work with mobile data. Um, African mobile networks, I beg your pardon. And this is what you have to say. As service providers to African mobile networks over the past decade, we have become multiple channel experts with deep insights into the African market. We've invested in world-class technologies and have integrated our own custom-built platforms to extract the most value for our customers, both publishers and marketers alike. Content is king in media. But in marketing, it is data. And data is always at the core of our offering. That's the key to connecting. Unpack that statement for us because clearly in our telecom space exactly, I mean in our telecoms space in particular, telecommunications and the like, that is where Africa's next big break is, more especially in the advent of both the fourth industrial revolution and of recent times, the African continental free trade area. In other words, the connectivity and connecting people and making business transactions more seamless and the kind of marketing that is going to be available as a result for targeting an audience that you already know. This space that you're already in is going to obviously be unlocking many opportunities. Correct. <clears throat> so actually the spark from the media came from an article I read in The Economist in t- 2005 where it said that the cell phone would become the agent for social and economic change in Africa. Um, and that, that phrase stuck with me. And the reason is, is um, mobile technology and the fact that the reach of mobile phone networks across Africa, they're bigger than Facebook, they're bigger than Google, 
and it's not not just about an online audience. So currently in Africa, there's probably in South Africa we have 60% of people having online access to their smartphones, but there's 40% of the people who don't actually have online access, but they still need information, content, and services. Um, so as a one example, we did a project with a big mobile operator here in South Africa, and we launched a, a soccer channel, but on USSD, which is, as you know, a text-based menu, rather than as a mobile web or as an app, because we want, and it was focused very much on PSL and local content. Our target was to reach up one million users in a seven-week period. We a actually million. reached 3.8 million registered users through that text-based channel. And these are people that were not on online. They had no access to online, either because they didn't have phones that were capable of going online, or data charges which are still very expensive. They just couldn't afford it. USSD is a technology they knew and trusted, and <clears throat> but there was a hunger for information about soccer. <laughs> um, and we, we, it really, I mean, that blew my mind. Sure. Bit of a cliche, because to get 3.8 million registered users, people accessing the service in a seven-week period, is unheard of, also in the online space. And this is onboarding for persons who otherwise were not on the platform at all. This is not a migration from being on the platform to another level within the platform. That's literally no. being in the dark, in the light. Kind of it like. The campaign we did with a major network operator in South Africa, um, and it, we offered people access who previously had not had access to uh, information about soccer. Let's and talk about, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rushing for time. I'm sorry for not giving you that opportunity, Tim, but I think this is also an important feature because you say in the last quote that I read out, and data is always at the core of our offering. That's the right. key to connecting. But data in South Africa is, relative to the balance of the continent, inexplicably high. We've been told that by the Competition Commission, for instance. Are there ways in which this can be attended to? When we talk about data in that uh, context, we mean more about audience data and understanding the people that we're targeting. I absolutely agree with you that the cost of mobile data is very high in South Africa and other African countries. And I agree in that, that, but that means that people are hindered from reaching the online world. Uh, But when we talk about data, we're not talking about mobile data, we're talking about data of audiences. Sure. So that we can actually profile those people. And that's, that's the key. I've got you. Let's talk about then that data. So in other words, if data in this country were a little more affordable or more accessible, the data in terms of audience would be, as a result, that much higher because more opportunity would be available for more people. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, if, if we wanted to really empower um, the, the community, the South African population, and give them access to the Internet at affordable rates, I have no doubt that that would be transformational. Uh, in, in, in the country. I've got one question before we have to go. I'm sorry, Tim, I'm trying to rush things, but these are important connections anyway that we have to make. Government mm-hmm. services could be better serviced by, for instance, what you guys do, because government, for most part, is still using paper services, paper services yeah. that are antiquated in the 21st century. Is there a way in which, for instance, Ole Connect can lobby government to move in this direction? Absolutely, and we're already uh, not directly, uh, indirectly with partners, and also directly, we're engaging with government to actually talk about information services um, and uh, to reach the mass population. 
Um, and it's really a process of education. That's absolutely critical. It's really the only channel uh, that the government can use to engage the population of South Africa. So it's critical. I think it's absolutely vital to the future of the country. My brother, I'm sorry we have to cut it there because we have to go on a mandatory um, program. Let's agree that we will have to continue this conversation because in the context of the fourth industrial revolution, which for the most part in South Africa remains undefined and therefore is an opportunity for anybody who has just an identified space within the broader technological space. For instance, Ole Connect, I can see so many opportunities that I would want to probe in terms of making South Africa's government services, this last point, a little bit more efficient. So let's have a conversation offline so we can come back and have this conversation, please. Thank you so much. Tim Legg, co-founder and CEO of Ole Connect. Nine years going, may they live long and spread the word in that making data and related services on the online platform in the realm of technology more accessible. It's 21.45. It's time for the Jigsaw.